This is Vets Helping Vets, a special edition of Toolbox.Vet. This series features stories and insights from veterans for veterans. We're kicking it off with a focus on financial tools for student veterans to prevent and alleviate debt, maximize veteran education benefits, and steps veterans can take to succeed in school. Thanks for listening. Hi, my name is Victor Nzunza. I'm here with Tyler Solorio. We're both policy analysts for Source of Plowshares. And today we're going to be talking about what you should do before you go to school. We'll cover some of the concerns that people might have before they go to school. We'll talk a little bit about our personal experiences and hopefully we can give you some useful information if you're thinking about getting back to school. Tyler? Yeah, so um, my college experience was before I joined the military, I was a college dropout. Uh, I don't even think I made it through my first semester. And then when I did join the military, um, I tried doing college again while I was in. Again, didn't even make it through the first semester. And so it was only once I got the GI Bill um, that I was definitely kind of even more motivated to actually go to school and try school. And, um, and then also because I forget what the name of that website is, but I use the transcription service where basically you can transfer uh, military schools into academic credit. And so I did that and I had about a semester's worth of credit. And so I was like, cool. So I got my first semester of school out of the way and I had the GI Bill and so I was a bit more motivated. And so I went through the community college route, which was great. And I'm really glad I went through community college and then did that basically to kickstart off uh, the rest of my academic career. But in retrospect, there was a few things that I think I would have liked to have dialed down a bit more. Um, I did go to community college to get a better sense of what I wanted to do. I had some vague ideas of what I wanted to do, but community college was really essential for that. But in retrospect, not only would I have considered community college, um, I would have liked to have kind of mapped out ideally, not even necessarily what course or field I wanted to go into, but like, where did I wanna to go to school, right? So I did community college in California, ended up in Chicago for the rest of my uh, for the rest of my academic career. But you know, in re in retrospect, I'm really glad I went to Chicago. Chicago is great. I also did community college uh, out in Illinois. But uh, it would have just been nice to have known certain things sooner, or maybe if I had gone to Illinois sooner, or ended up staying in California, because there's just like a lot of nuance to starting community college, like. If you're in community college in the state of California and your intent is to go to uh, just you know college or a four-year university in California, there's a ton of benefits to going to California community colleges and eventually transferring over to a four-year. Yeah, California community colleges are great for that. So kind of just knowing generally where do I want to go to school would be fantastic. Um, and then also in terms of GI Bill, like would you get paid out, tuition, that's all really important. And then just kind of mapping more out what I wanted to do, because like I was able to graduate in the four years, but I wish I had the good sense to have actually planned it out really beforehand and try to maximize those four years. Because like there are certain things where I'm like, oh, if I had done this, you know, I would have gotten more bang for my buck knocking this out. If I had done this a little bit sooner, or if I had gone and taken these classes, or even taken a bit more classes, or even stayed an additional semester. And so that, that was stuff for me that like is my first immediate thoughts when I think about starting college uh, were things I would have liked to know. And then also when it came to finances, I think I wish I had better financial planning at the beginning and just had budgeted better. 
and also really tried to work towards what are things that could give me scholarships. Because for me, just applying the scholarships didn't necessarily work out. I was lucky that I did stumble into an honor society, uh, Phi Theta Kappa while I was in community college that got me scholarships, which were really nice. But that was like my main source of scholarships. And so it would have just been better if I had more education on where to get scholarships or what's the best way for me to kind of get additional stuff on top of GI Bill. So I think one of the things that you mentioned earlier is um, transferring credits, right? So I want to just talk about that real quick. So you want to get a joint service transcript. And so what that will do is give you the information that, um, that you have obtained specific credits while you're in the military. This can be any kind of training. Um, a lot of the time you will go to, for example, a community college and they'll have specific requirements that you have to have before you transfer. Some of these are easy ones, things like physical education. Now, certainly that's not the, the limitation of it. So if you have taken specific courses while you're in the military, you wanna definitely make sure you get those transcripts. So definitely look up joint services transcript. Okay, um, you can find that on the VA as well. So those are something uh, that you should definitely look at. I would recommend it. Um, so that is definitely one thing to think about before you go to school. I think far too many people don't really think about where they want to go before they get out. Uh, I certainly didn't. I went right back to the community college that I started at before I went to the military, which was fine. It was a good community college, just like any other one. Um, I was fortunate enough to get a fee waiver for veterans. And again, this is something you want to look at. Um, so reach out to your veterans um, student organization on campus. If, if you have one or talk to a certifying official, someone like that and see what's available to you. Uh, these things still exist, of course. So you can, you can easily find that information out. Uh, when I was a student and I just got back into uh, community college, I had absolutely no idea what that meant, like to get a fee waiver. So I was fortunate enough that someone came to my classroom and asked for um, veterans, they, this woman, I swear, to, I swear to God, ran into the room and said, are there any veterans in here? Really excitedly. And I raised my hand kind of like, what, what is this disruption that's occurring right now? <laughs> and then she came over and handed me a form. She says, fill that out and you can get a fee waiver. And so I filled it out and voila. But uh, hadn't I met that excitable young woman, I would have never gotten that fee waiver because I wouldn't have known to look for it. So find, find these types of people who are out there looking for veterans and they wanna help them out and see what's available to you. You can do a lot of this legwork um, way ahead of time. So if you know you're gonna get out and most, most people who are getting out know that they will find that you know, community college that you're interested in, contact them early. And um, I know in the Marine Corps, we had our, our terminal leave so you could get out a little bit early if you have that availability to do that, go visit the campus. You know, community college is a great place to start out. If you do that legwork before the next semester starts, you'll be, um, you'll be right, you know, right in a good spot to, to really make sure that you have everything you need. You want to also make sure you're talking to your academic counselors. I think a lot of people don't really use that service to their full extent. Um, I've had, I was very fortunate. I had a great academic counselor um, I talked about what I was perhaps going to pursue after when I decided to transfer 
places that I thought about going. And uh, he sat down with me and said, this is what you need to accomplish before you leave here. You need to take these classes, gave me a list and said, you know, just keep chipping away at that. And then, you know, when you're ready to come see me, let me know and we'll start working on transferring you out. So connecting, just start connecting right away as soon as you can. You don't have to go back to school right away either if you don't want to, if you need some time to acclimate. Um, you know, Tyler had mentioned, well, where do you go? Do you stay home or do you go to a new place? Both of those can be great choices. Staying home can be a great choice because you have a lot more resources as far as your family is concerned. You get a lot of support that way while you're going back into college. So you could kind of delay your um, intention to go to another college elsewhere for a little while if you if you like to, or you could just have a fresh start somewhere else. Um, that could also be equally beneficial for veterans coming back to um, you know education and, and trying to really you know put themselves out there and see what's see what's going on in the world. Yeah, that's one of the things that uh, just kind of like also in retrospect kind of like irked me about either stuff that. I wasn't necessarily forward thinking on or I didn't necessarily have like full awareness about because um, if I had been back in the military using stuff like tuition assistance I would have absolutely loved to do that like you know buy myself time and taking more classes to find out stuff that I was interested in because fortunately like the field I got into I was very interested in but just being able to provide that opportunity to explore more for myself um, without having to use my GI Bill, because I feel like, especially once you hit the GI Bill, it feels very much like you're on a timer. Um, and like my first semester in community college, because I had set up in such a way where like I had a savings, I had some other stuff that I was taking care of. And so I didn't need to use my GI Bill when I first started uh, at community college. And so that was great because I felt like I bought myself some time with that. But then also like each campus, uh, each college can be so different. Um, that first community college I was in was in California, had a very robust veteran support staff. It was easy to tackle anything that came up. Like anytime I had issues, I basically just come to the office to interact and uh, talk. And it was also like, there was a bunch of veterans in there and just being able to interact. And so it was a really good space for me and it really helped me adjust. Um, at the same time, when I went to another community college, like there were some great individuals in there that really went above and beyond. But there was a lot of times where I did not have that same support system and it was like a struggle. And, you know, these are things that for some places you can you can easily search online. Um, you can just be like, you know, what's the veteran support staff like there? What's their social media like? You can find out how robust a program's uh, veteran support staff is if they have one. And so, um, which can be an important decision-making factor because like, the difference can be night and day with having that staff that can really like take care of you and make sure that you are good to go and that your college journey is like as relatively painless as possible. And, uh, and so there's just like a bunch of stuff that I wish I had knowledge of beforehand or not even just knowledge, but knew what I was looking for or how to find out more about it. I think were big things for me just so that way I could have, again, gotten the most out of my undergrad experience. Exactly. And I think too, uh, reconnecting with your community in a lot of ways can really be something that um, I think will last you throughout that college experience. So whether it's finding other veterans, if you know other veterans in, in your hometown and you decide to stay home and pursue college there, 
start calling people up and just see what's going on, try to find out ways to leverage that because um, while you're in college, you're going to need some help. Like it's not an easy road, especially when you have the, the dual um, complexities of transitioning back to military life in and of itself and then trans transitioning back into college. Uh, that's a really difficult thing to have to do. And if you're not positioning yourself in a way that you have the support that you need, um, it's gonna be really hard for you to be successful. I wouldn't say that it's impossible, but it's going to make it hard for you. And um, if, you wanna, if you wanna do yourself a favor, find ways to, to reconnect. Um, certainly, like Tyler said, if you are scouting a particular school and you're looking at the veteran programs that they have, find a way to connect with the veterans that are there. Um, sometimes, you know, there's scheduled meetings that you can drop in on, right? You can just contact someone there and say, hey, I'd like to come by and see what the veterans group is all about. I'm thinking about coming to college next fall. You know, that can be a good way to connect and meet a few people. Um, and that also gives you benefit of um, knowing where these resources are on campus. And oftentimes in the best of situations, if you go to a veteran resource center, for example, and you hop in on one of these open meetings with the other vets, uh, the, the VRC is, is going to be that hub for you to get anything else you need to get taken care of done. Um, oftentimes the certifying officials are located nearby. So you could also you know, get acquainted with them. Um, it's really about kind of, um, if you can think about it like this, when you're in the military, you did reconnaissance, right? Um, every unit has to, to consider that. What's out there on the battlefield and you want to make sure that you're prepared for that. And so the best intelligence you can get is what helps you stay alive in that scenario. Well, it's not much different uh, when, you're, when you're in a college campus. You want to gather that information um, in a way that's comfortable for you. And also, you know, put yourself out there and make sure that you're connecting with people. I think also uh, more I'd like to kind of talk about and like get in on is like the financial planning element. So for me, in terms of the GI Bill, I did not get 100% of the GI Bill. I was only at like 70% uh, rated because I was National Guard. And so I'd only actually had like one full deployment, right? Fortunately, I did have stuff like the kicker, which gave like an additional uh, amount of money on top of that. And I was also fortunately like in a situation where I had a low cost of living um, and that tuition wasn't that high and could be covered by other things. Um, but there was also a lot of stuff where it's like, hey, this would have been good to know or plan out. Just thinking in terms of like your living stipend, um, I, that is one, it's an amazing thing to have. It's one of the best things the GI Bill offers and it really gives you the opportunity to actually go to school and knock it out and like really focus on your time there. Uh, on the flip side, you're not getting it during summer vacation. You're not getting it during winter break. Um, the payments at the beginning are not immediate or consistent. And then also landlords don't necessarily know how to treat that type of stuff. And so there's just a lot more planning that goes into it than kind of like, hey, this is a nice benefit you get. Yes, it's a great benefit, but there was just so much more that was kind of like going on where it's like, okay, I needed to know this. Uh, maybe I had to take out like a student loan just to kind of buffer for rent uh, on certain things. And, uh, and so just really kind of having to navigate those challenges. And that's not something that I felt like you really get warned about in when you're in the military is like, hey, like there's, if you want to make sure that you don't get into a ton of debt, 
there's a lot of different financial planning that goes into how are you accomplishing this? Because while you get nice things like a living stipend, there's still kind of things that you, you have to keep your head up about. Agreed. And another thing on the financial planning side that people may not consider is that you don't have to use your GI Bill right away, um, especially if you're going to community college um, you know, it's in specific states like, like California, for example, and you can get that waiver, like I mentioned, where you don't have to pay for, um, you know, your, your classes initially, like that is a huge savings to you. If you can get those general education requirements taken care of before you get to your four-year college and save literally thousands of dollars. So it's a smart thing to do. And um, you want to reserve that that funding that you have for the GI Bill until afterward, uh, so that you can actually get the full benefit of it. Um, like Tyler said, there are those times where you will not have the funding that you need during the summers or winter months, and so you need to plan accordingly. The current state of the GI Bill is is great; it's a really great benefit. However, there are certain things that you have to account for. It doesn't co cost or uh, it doesn't cover everything, unfortunately. So there's certain things you're going to have to find ways to, to pay for it. And um, I guess the, the best thing you can do is not see it as the singular benefit that you have to get yourself through college. You can still apply for scholarships. You can still apply for grants. You can still get fee waivers. If you have to, you can still take a, a, a loan out in a reasonable interest rate. Please be careful with that. If you have to, I would say that's the last resort. But nonetheless, there's always going to be options. And you got to think about the school that you're applying to. There are a number of schools out there who are really excited about having veterans come to their campus. And they will give that carrot of, hey, we've got a scholarship for a veteran for veterans to come to our campus or some pathway like that. And you just have to be keeping your eyes open at all times. Like I said before, that reconnaissance, look around you and see what's available. Um, you know, California is a big state you know, for us, that's, that's where we're coming from. There are so many colleges here. It's, it's unbelievable. So you could pick from any number of them. So the best thing to do is to really, put, you know, put together a wish list. People say this all the time, you know, this is my number one option for going to a four year. These are my, you know, other ones, my safety school. Like all that stuff sounds silly sometimes, but in reality, like trying to, to use your benefits to its full potential and to ensure that you're getting the most support on a campus. All of those things are critical. So you should actually do the time um, that it takes to, to really figure out, you know, what you need to, to have in place before you uh, take that big leap. I think that's also uh, like a good point too when talking about community colleges, because like on average, if you're going to a community college, you should go for two years before transferring at least. And in cases like California, you know, um, California does have a really streamlined way of going from community college into four-year universities, which is great. And it, it's really, really useful. And I absolutely recommend it. Um, what I think would have been great also in retrospect, uh, or at least what I would like advise for like other people and stuff is like, you can, there's a lot of ways in which you could do two years of community college and not use your GI Bill, right? Um, and especially like there's a lot of things that do cover that tuition and everything. And so like, I really think it's worth taking your time in community college, even if it's longer than two years, maybe three years, because if you save that two years of GI Bill and you only spend two years of GI Bill on finishing out your undergraduate degree, right? When you actually transfer, 
that's two years I can go into a master's program. And that is going to still save you a bunch of money. Uh, also put you in the best situation that you can be in to be for a master's program. Like it, it's a fantastic situation to be in with the living siphon and everything. And then, uh, and then you're done with that. And so next thing you know, like you just kind of just uh, shot yourself, not only through that two years of finishing out undergrad while having spent community college without using your GI Bill, jumping in at the opportunity that you can in to go to a master's program, knock that out in two years, again, also using the remainder of your GI Bill. And then that's the strongest foot forward that you can start off with in that particular situation. And I wish that was something that was like more frequently talked about or recommended to recently separated veterans, especially because like a master's program is so essential now for like certain levels of income. And uh, and there are really great ways of which like you can actually gain your GI Bill in an academic higher education situation and maximize it beyond whatever has been talked about, whatever has been marketed about, anything. And, uh, and I just wish that was something that was like more common conversation about GI Bill. I, I agree. That definitely has to be something that's discussed and uh, really if, if you if you want to make the best out of the situation that you're in because you have a serious advantage and that is something to really take into consideration. Um, one of the, the other things that I'll say is that um, private universities, a lot of people tend to think that they're out of reach. Um, I went to a private university, University Pacific in Stockton, California. That's my hometown. And for the longest time, you know, I saw that school as a place that I would never be able to go to um, because it was expensive. But nonetheless, things like the Yellow Ribbon Program do exist and private schools have a lot of benefits to them. So you've got tons of opportunities to choose what type of school that you wanna to go to. So that might be something to consider as well. Uh, we've kind of covered that a bit um, in our conversation, why you'd go to a community college, why you would go to a state college, why you would go to a public university or a private school. So there's a number of reasons uh, why you might choose them. Uh, but I do wanna just throw that in there that private schools are not out of reach for veterans. I would like to see more veterans applying to these colleges uh, because representation at these universities is typically low. And so uh, it's, it's, it's certainly important for private universities to understand uh, their obligation to veterans and even beyond that um, what veterans bring to the table as far as the classroom experience and um, you know educating not that it's our our duty to educate um, non-veterans about veterans uh, military life but it does give you a really um, great opportunity to to be with younger people who may not have had any experience or familiarity with the military 